Welcome to Brokerage Insider, the podcast where we interview the leaders in real estate and technology. I'm your host, Katie Ragusa, the VP of product at Tribus, a brokerage software vendor. Today, I'm joined by Aaron Noble, the Chief Culture Officer at Real, which as you'll learn from today's podcast is an extremely innovative brokerage company. Aaron, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm super happy to be here, Katie. Thank you for having me. So as I was thinking back, I think the last time we actually chatted, we were on stage at Inman and looking back on that now, so much has changed <laughs> since we were doing events in person. Yes, fond memories of that. Absolutely. Gosh, I miss those days. <laughs> me too. Um, so can you start by just tell me a little bit about Real? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Real is a national brokerage model uh, founded in 2014 by uh, Tamir Poleg. Uh, founded in New York City, in fact, and we are currently open in 23 states, and we've got just over 1,400 agents, and we're looking to grow and align with other agents that really align with our business model. Lots of growth very quickly. So 2014, you said, is when you started, right? Yeah. The company. So Mm -hmm. I think I might have read this from LinkedIn, but you called it, and I want to get this right, so I'm looking at the quote, a simple lean and brilliant real estate model. And I don't hear the word brilliant thrown around very often. So um, what was it specifically about the company that aligned with you? Uh, First and foremost, it was the people. Uh, It's the the leadership team at the top that that has been here boots on ground with some amazing, brilliant visions around how to kind of reinvent the traditional business as we know it. Uh, where we're incorporating a lot more of, you know, with the consumer needs, the end user, <laughs> the buyer and seller, the people yeah. that are actually conducting the transactions with our real estate agents. People and paying just our bills. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Yeah. And streamlining that business, um, really addressing a lot of the pain points in the industry where we as agents, brokers, brokerages kind of seem to fall short. What do you mm-hmm. think is missing or in other brokerages or, or where are they really falling short or getting it wrong? I think ultimately we, we know the consumer is a, you know, is the biggest component of <laughs> what we're doing, right? That's why we're in the business. It's we're, we're here to serve our consumers. We're here to help people buy and sell houses and hopefully do it elegantly with some creative skill. Um, for the most part, it's such a fraction industry. You know, we've got title, we've got escrow. Some, in some states, we've got attorney states. Um, we've got the lender involved. We've got the inspector involved. And there's not one cohesive platform that involves everybody. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of really that understanding of where am I? Where's the menu tracker? You know, you order something and, and you want to see it. You know, it's almost like a flight tracker. Are we you know, are we getting ready to land? Are we getting ready to take off <laughs> in escrow? Even the terminology can be foreign to buyers and sellers. You know, what totally. does escrow mean? What does title do? What does an inspector do? <laughs> One of the most common, common things that I had working with, especially new buyers, they thought an inspection and an appraisal was the same thing. So it's, it's really getting down to the root of the basic understanding of what these these systems are, what we're doing in place to create a really cohesive and elegant experience for the buying and selling process and alleviating a lot of those pain points. 
I love even the words you use, like an elegant process. And, and just so full transparency, I was on the other side of the transaction earlier this year. I bought a home um, and I know the business. I had a lovely realtor, um, a wonderful lender, and it's still confusing because I was actually buying in a new state. So as a consumer, you're still wondering, mm -hmm. should I be paying for this extra inspection insurance? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's the right choice of those optional items? And um, someone just to think through things for you um, that you didn't miss anything because this is a, a major uh, move. So um, when you're providing that transparency to the consumer, you're in 23 states, I think it was that you said? 23. Mm -hmm. So is it region or location dependent too on top of that? Or, or do you have the same model that works for everybody? Um, practically speaking, how do you guys actually deliver? Sure. No, really great question. Powerful question. Now we are a national real estate platform right now, um, US based. Uh, we've got visions on a lot of growth, potentially global growth. It is a platform that's designed, it, it is sort of one size fits all. And we can deliver that because of our technology. But we also understand hyper localism. We understand that things that right here and for instance, you know, Bellingham, Washington, don't really resound with people in Manhattan in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got different different practices, different rules, different regulations around things. And that's where having our local brokers, our, our compliance brokers in charge of things, they're teaching local courses, they're teaching best practices, teaching about forms, um, all of those, you know, Again, it's the hyper-local best practices on how to best do business in your area. That's where things really come in to the specifics as you drill down on, on you know, that specific market area. Uh, you that's, you that's let the realtor be that expert locally. Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. So let's talk about the agents a little bit more then because they're the, the other side of all of this. And... I think the vision behind real, um, I'm not sure if this is like the main tagline, but I, I, when I was reading up on them, make agents lives better really stood mm -hmm. out that statement. So what does that mean to you at real? What, what are you doing to differentiate yourselves to, to fulfill that statement? Yes, sure. Um, that was the statement that it, it's kind of a fun story. So I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, when we were exploring opportunities at Real, uh, we flew out to the office, very small office <laughs> in New York City in the Chelsea district uh, last February, right before the whole pandemic started. Before our lives and, you know, <laughs> forever. <laughs> exactly. Back when we could fly and back when we could meet with people and ride the subways and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but for us, you know, we wanted to do the sniff test and meet with the team. But that was one of the first things that my eyeballs landed on. So we're talking about a small office with about maybe eight or 10 desks in their total. And the purpose statement was written on the wall, which was making agents lives better. Gosh, this is really fantastic. This is a true purpose value written on the wall for everybody to see, everybody to live on a daily basis. Um, and, and that had been the, the company's purpose for multiple years. They've been doing that through support, through leadership, through training, and they've They've done a really fantastic job as a very lean team of about uh, 11 people on staff supporting right around a, a thousand agents. 
Um, so <laughs> it's just it, it's an incredible task to take on. Um, that's a lot of agents, a lot of different agent counts, a lot of different, you know, ranges of needs as well and different expectations. But they, it was remarkable. Since then, um, I've taken the company through a different culture workshop to really define what is our purpose and how can we embrace our clients twofold. So we understand it real that we have two sets of clients. We have our agents, clients, and we have our consumer clients. So how do we embrace that together and how do we redefine what our purpose is and, and kind of twofold? So what we came up with um, as a company, and this is a, a, an entire company collaboration from our agents and our leadership team and all of our brokers is building your future together. And it just folds in what we want to do. We want to build futures together. We want to create success for everyone. Um, you guys have had so much experience building, growing. Um, you were obviously recruited um, somewhat recently to come to Real on uh, the corporate side, the staff side. So mm -hmm. let's talk for a minute about how you guys appro um, approach agents for recruiting, because obviously you've grown in a tremendous way since you started. So um, mm -hmm. how is your recruiting strategy different? There, there's a few financial things that stick out um, to me. Sure. Okay. Um, we do it a lot differently for us. First and foremost, we are a real estate brokerage. We are going to be in the real estate business. We don't have any other direction other than being in the real estate business. And we approach our agents very simply. It's through relationships and that's it. We want to attract agents that we know, like, and trust and we want to share a better model with them. It's just a better, simpler, leaner, cleaner model and a better way of doing real estate. And that's, that's it. That's, it's all through relationships. And I think you offer agents an opportunity to gain equity in the company too, right? Mm -hmm. We do. We do. We actually became a publicly traded company. We're traded on the OTC as R-E-A-X-F. Uh, we were listed on the OTC June 8th. So this is a new thing for us. We're super excited about it and really excited to be able to share some opportunities of you know, equity sharing within the company for our agents at Real. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, not, not every brokerage company has that experience. So um, I think beyond the um, equity, there's also a rev share model there too, right? So lots of different financial yeah. strategies. So um, how is your model different than companies like Keller Williams or, or that sets you apart? Mm -hmm, sure. You know, Gary Keller did brilliant strategist with this and he created the profit share model, um, which works great at, at different market centers. Brilliant system, great way to help agents build another strategy for income, especially when we're all commission-based and sometimes we have those commission gaps or a sale fails and something doesn't close and then, oh boy, um, you know, how are you going to pay your mortgage? So I think Gary really was brilliant and forward-thinking and visionary in creating that profit-sharing model. Uh, Glenn came along and kind of redefined the way of, you know, how to do it. Instead of sharing profit, share out some of the revenue from the company and just keep it all revenue-based. And we came along and basically it's a very similar model. We adapted the revenue share model, but we streamlined it and kind of dumped 
it down a bit. Um, so it's very, very simple for agents to be rewarded for attracting agents that they have relationships with. Um, agents at Real are rewarded on their very front level, uh, at the very top tier, 5%, for agents that they know, like, and trust and feel that would benefit from being aligned with the company. And then, of course, when we're talking about um, revenue, you, you can't forget commissions in a real estate business. Right. So I don't think this would be a real estate podcast without asking a market-related question. <laughs> so you guys have such a wide spread coverage with those 23 states that you're represented in. And this is a, a very strange year. Um, and in prior years, I think a lot of markets had experienced really slow to, to nothing going on throughout the winter months. So what are you guys experiencing right now? Hyper growth. Um, in fact, with my conversations with agents across the nation, they've had their best year ever. But they've also been able to kind of take a pause, take some time, reevaluate who they're in business with, reevaluate what they're paying for, what their overhead is, especially right now. I mean, we're, we're back in lockdown in Washington State. Um, some brokerages can only allow up to 25% of their agents in, into the brokerage right now. So pretty much everybody's still working virtually. So it's given, given agents a breather to really reevaluate their way of doing business. And this has been quite a niche market for us. It, it is such a, a crazy winter market. I, I'm seeing that everywhere too. Um, everybody that I'm talking to, it's so refreshing to hear that, you know, not everything's bad. Um, the time to reset's good. The time to see family. A lot of brokers have taken to their technology. Um, and you mentioned that a couple times, and especially in Peter's background with the, the spinal cord, I think you called it. So <laughs> how has the impact of technology in a brokerage grown and evolved over the years. Um, so not just this year of change, but um, you've been in this industry for since, what did you say, the late 90s? 1999. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what have you seen, especially being so close to it? <laughs> it's funny that you ask because I just moved offices over the weekend and I unearthed some archaic relics from the good old <laughs> days. Um, and we actually do rent space in the Regis office because we live out in the county on 15 acres and we've got three kids at home in Zoom class meetings every day and we just don't quite have the bandwidth. You've so. got to get out of the house because your kids I, are yeah. office now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <working>. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. So we, we have a little breather by renting some space in the Regis office, but I found some of my old lock boxes that are, you know, they kind of look like um, a, a bike lock key. And then <laughs> my old MLS book from 1999 that is very similar. It's akin to a real estate book, a telephone book. Um, but it's just so funny to like look back and think, my goodness, right here in Bellingham, we used to just drive around looking for listings, looking for new signs that went up. And we would read through our MLS books. They were published twice a year or twice a year, twice a month. And we would share these MLS books with our, our different clients, but we'd have to kind of break up the MLS books by price range and, and then hand them out to our different clients. Of course, we weren't allowed to do that technically, but there was no other way to share new listings coming on the market because there wasn't such thing as an MLS. 
or a sort so, field. <laughs> Show me oh, load exactly. Out. <laughs> or sort field, like nothing. I mean, we we would go out and take our own pictures, and we'd have to send the pictures to print or wait a week to pick them up and post them manually on the MLS. So yeah. um, we hardly even used cell phones back then, and this is just 1999. So to look back and think, okay, wow. So then come the 2000s, then comes this new technology, you know, we go, go through the downturn in 2007, 8, 9. Then I think after that is when things really picked up focus for agents because we had out of town buyers, clients, you know, calling in, not calling the brokerage per se, not calling for a specific agent, but just calling and inquiring about listings. And we tried to figure out where's, where are they getting this information? Oh, they're finding it online now <laughs> through websites, through search areas. And they didn't care who the agent was or who the brokerage was. They just wanted information about the listing. So that's where technology for me really turned my head. I thought, wow, I need to be part of this game or I'm going to be quickly, <laughs> quickly left behind. Uh, so I started looking at different you know, technology systems, CRMs. Uh, that was a new thing for me as well online lead generation. Holy heck, what was that? <laughs> I had to learn all about that and educate myself. Uh, but that's when I started seeking a brokerage that offered more technology to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I left my previous brokerage and, and joined eXp that brought all of that to the agent. Uh, what we're doing now is basically streamlining that experience and making it just a bit simpler and cleaner and leaner for both the consumer and the agent to communicate, search, find listings, and just have collaboration around the entire buying and selling life cycle of real estate. So I think looking back, just seeing that evolution happen, and, and it's great to actually find those relics of when they yeah. still were listing books and how we used to do business. I found my old super key um, cleaning out a house. It, it is just a blast from the past. And you realize how you used to do your business, the day-to-day and how that changed, I think really sticks with at least me um, looking back. So do you think taking things that used to be a manual process and being out in the field, taking photos yourself, all of that stuff, like the agents very involved to the evolution of technology and where we are today. Is their job easier? Is it harder? Cause now they have to learn all this new tech. Um, what do you think that means to an agent who maybe hasn't seen how things were in 99? Mm-hmm. I think ultimately it depends on the technology and this is where I have a very present voice with the company because I'm very passionate about how technology should feel to an agent. I don't want it to be overly cumbersome. We don't, I mean, we're, we're, we've got so much technology pushed at us every day and I'm a total squirrel. I, I will definitely chase that shiny object a hundred percent. I'm always looking for the next best thing, but sometimes the next best thing isn't the best solution. It's about empowering agents with just very clean. And again, I love saying elegant, but that's truly who we are. Um, A clean and elegant and simple solution. And it's all about kind of just taking a pause, stepping back, really looking at the core of what matters here. What do agents truly need? They need support. (laughs) They need to be in compliance. uh, And they need some tools that really empower them to do their business more efficiently. 
So for us, it's being able to do that through our real app. Um, everything is accessed via mobile phone. You can be in your car. You can be totally on the go. You're not chained to a desktop. You don't need to go into an office. In fact, you don't even need a laptop um, to operate every single aspect of your business. And, and all of that can be done on your phone these days. And a lot of what you mentioned that agents need, um, I, you mentioned compliance. That's a great one. And a lot of what they need isn't necessarily what they know to ask for. And I think that's where a lot of innovation, um, it, it really stands apart from run-of-the-mill technology that you can tell is just checking a box of, well, we need a CRM mm -hmm. and we need this. So, and you're really looking at user experience, not just in a software way, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's the peace of mind of the consumer knowing how the transaction's going, um, yes. you know, are we going to close and just that stress relief of having that mm -hmm. in an app or a website. So um, right. real has built proprietary tech, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. And not many brokerages that at least that I've spoken to have taken that on. So not just using technology and embedding that in your culture, but you guys are building it and creating it. So we are. <laughs> What's it like to maintain something like that? Would you recommend it? Um, yes and no. Um, I think this new round of funding by Insight Partners is going to help us really power up and truly put horsepower behind the app and do the things that we have on our 2021 vision board. And it just builds some really cool stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We have an amazing app as it is right now, but there's always room for improvement. Things are always changing. The world has changed so much just in this past year. We've evolved from that. Uh, we will continue to always evolve, but we can build it quickly and build it fast because we've got the right team in place. So crucial. So would you say, it sounds like you've got some big goals for 2021. Are you more, mm -hmm. um, build it for a while, major release. Here's this giant, exciting news a few times a year, or are you guys very iterative with um, little bonus features all the time? Yep. Highly iterative. Yes. Constant and constant iterations and always asking for our agents feedback. What do you like? What do you don't want? Mm. What do you need? You know, we, we need to know that we need to learn from our agent community and our consumer community as well. How can we best improve? And a user experience person like me, that really piques my mm -hmm. interest. So how do you go about collecting <laughs> that feedback? Do you straight out ask people in focus groups, hey, what do you think? What could we do? Or are you, do you have some sort of tracking tool, analytics, something that you're able to tell? It's a little bit of both cobbled together. Um, again, you know, we're still a young company and we've got some more strategy planned around that for 2021. Um, in January, February, I will be launching an agent and broker advisory council. Both will be called agent think tank and broker think tank um, from our real agents to be able to have a voice to the community and team, especially the tech team on what we need and where we should focus and what we can move forward with. And I don't think I, I emphasized your title enough because we've been talking about recruiting and technology and I know you wear many hats I'm sure and are involved in <laughs> many meetings and teams but your yeah. title is the chief culture officer right that's correct mm -hmm. so um 
tell me a lot of people throw away throw around the term culture and it, it can mean a lot of things to different people so what does that actually mean to real and, and what's your day-to-day look like gosh okay right now because we are so lean i have so many tasks on my plate uh, it's all really fun and every day i come away just being a little bit tired but <laughs> highly fulfilled as well um, so as chief culture officer for real i am in charge of well i was in charge of defining our culture defining our purpose now we've done that together as a company so now i'm here to make sure that we are in alignment with agents and new hires that come on board it helps us make hiring decisions and it truly helps you know shape our vision and shape our culture um, ultimately, having a defined set of core values makes it easy for us to make swift decisions, quickly communicate our principles, and then hire people with the right attitude. Um, so that's, that's my overarching goal of things. I'm also in charge of uh, growth for the company and education. So a lot of my plate, a lot of fun things that I'm working on right now, great projects, great team members. Um, Again, it's, it's exciting times as mm-hmm. a small and growing company. So for anyone um, else that might be listening, that um, I think education is, is the most similar thing that probably um, is part of your role that anyone else might find a similarity with. Because I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a brokerage before have a dedicated staff member to culture. So um, that's wonderful. And, and the establishment of values, you know, you guys have something um, to measure against, should we spend time on this? Should we make this decision? Um, mm-hmm. And education plays so nicely into that as well. So keeping that culture alive, keeping agents invested in um, the tools that uh, they originally joined because of. So how do you mm-hmm. get them to attend and participate? <laughs> Good question. Um, first of all, we start, we really truly start with our core values. Um, once we're in alignment with that, I feel like we can have an ongoing conversation about you know, what our niche is, what, what is needed, what, are, what do agents need? Um, but I'll just quickly run through our core values and then I can, you know, think more aptly address your question. But our first core value, we only have four, we'll keep it very simple, is work hard and be kind. Um, this describes who we are as people, who we are as a company, and how we communicate. Our second core value is simply great service. This is a guidepost for the service that we provide. Our third value is embrace, resolve, evolve. This is how we embrace from the mistakes and kind of learn from them and continue to improve. We understand that, you know, as a young company, we're always going to be making mistakes. You know, even as an established company, we will make mistakes. But how do we learn from them? How do we put it behind us? And how do we continue to improve? And our final core value is make a difference. And this is really, truly why we're here on earth, you know, what is our purpose? And this is how we make a difference towards building a better future together. Um, So all of this kind of cross correlates into how can we make a difference into agents' lives? You know, how can we better educate our agents? How can we better serve our agents? How can we, you know, learn and, and improve upon our agent feedback? Uh, how can we provide better service to our agents? Uh, how can we get our agents you know, paid faster? I mean, all of this is just kind of an evolution within our model and we're always here to learn. 
And I think even if those values maybe aren't right for every brokerage, we're not, we're not saying that um, everyone has to be cookie cutter, but the establishment of those values so that everybody's unified is so important. Agents, staff, everybody's on the same page. So what would you mm -hmm. say to a brokerage if they're listening to this saying, I don't even know what my own values are. I'm the broker owner. I've never taken the time to write those out. Um, how do you go through that process? Because you were around when you guys were creating that culture, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a predefined culture there of kindness. So what we really did was do a deep dive with the, the people that had been there, the founders of the company, and, and really define to know what the important things were for them. Like Tamir, for example, is a truly very kind and genuine per person. And he really wants to make agents' lives better. That's his vision. That's his purpose. That's why he is here. Um, for me, it was just taking a little bit of that from each agent, broker, leader on the team and kind of defining, okay, what, what are the common themes that keep puffing up here? You know, what, what keeps bubbling up to the surface? And then taking some of those and really doing a deeper dive and some pretty intense sessions on what does this mean? How, how can we break these out? How can we define what our purpose is? And how can we define what our true values are? Um, this is not an easy task. This did not happen overnight. This is not even a weekend. We all did this while working remotely from, uh, you know, we're here in Washington state. Tamir is on lockdown in Israel. Normally he spends his time between Israel and New York City. Um, our CTO is in Rome, Italy. The rest of the team is in New York. So, I mean, we've all been spread out, but doing this, normally this would be a, a week-long workshop where you're you know, kind of spending a whole bunch of time together as a leadership team defining such an important task as this. But we were able to do this as a company and just really define what's important to us as people. And I think it, it can be a pretty simple process if you strip it back and look at who you are as a person, where you want to go, and what your true path is in the world. For us, it's, it's support, it's to be in service of people, and it's truly to treat people with kindness and respect. And you're finding like people when you're recruiting, you're not trying to make that force fit. So whatever the brokerage culture is, just really understanding it first and foremost, having this, the entire mm -hmm. executive team on the same page and then going after that for the talent that you bring. Yes, we lead with this. This is part of our, you know, our, our age interactions, part of our slide deck. It's part of how we talk about our company. I mean, if you are not in alignment with working hard and being kind, then sorry, we're not the right fit. We will say no, you're not welcome. Um, but if, if you are in alignment with, you know, being kind, making a difference, providing simply great service, learning from your mistakes and evolving from them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're, we've got a great symbiotic relationship there. And from the agent's point of view, um, you know, if you're being recruited to any brokerage or, or interviewing, you don't want to join somewhere that doesn't know who they are. So even that first step of saying, here's who we are, here's what we stand for, whatever that may be for that brokerage, at, at least you have that moment of truth um, right away. Let, let's not waste our time, right? Right, right. Exactly. That's exactly it. So it, it really is. It's, it's 
defining people that are aligned with who we are, what we want to do, how we want to be in service. You know, it's not an obstacle, it's a magnet. And just building off the kindness theme. So this isn't just you um, starting at real that brought that up. You've always really had a heavy interest in helping your community. And I love to highlight that, especially now, you know, something positive, right? So um, yes. while you were at EXP, you started the creation of Extend a Hand, I think is, is what it's called. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, hopefully this will inspire people to either um, learn more, you know, start something themselves, get involved in their local community. Because uh, as realtors, it is a greater community. We're in the community of the real estate industry, but then we have our local uh, communities that we're taking care of as well that we're so, people are so knowledgeable about and they can really use that. So um, how did you get it started and, and what kind of impact did you make? Oh, wow, it was a team effort. It was not a singular effort by any part. Um, we noticed that there was a need and we, at that time, EXP was a pretty young and limber company Uh, There had been a couple of devastating hurricanes that hit Louisiana and Texas, and I think even Florida at the same time. I believe that was in 2017, just how double whammies and and intense flooding, people losing their houses and being, they lost everything over a matter of minutes. Uh, A lot of this affected our, our agent base at that point too. We had a huge agent base in Texas and also in Louisiana. I had been working behind the scenes a bit. Uh, we used to use the Voxer app, <laughs> the walkie-talkie app. Uh, so I'd been communicating with the leadership team on you know, what, what can we do? How can we help? What, what do we need to do? What's the right thing to do? And how do we communicate and our safety? You know, how, do we, how do we get in touch with our brokers? How do we get in touch with our agents that are on the ground and make sure that they're safe? So one of those conversations led to um, a really great conversation with Sheila Dunnigan, who's now with Real, um, formerly the state broker for Texas uh, at EXP. Uh, now she's leading our brokerage ops team. I'm thrilled to be in business with her. But she is just one of those super giving people that is extremely concerned for the agents, brokers alike. And we decided, okay, we need to take action. She created an Excel spreadsheet. We started loading our agent database in there of agents that needed to be called. When in doubt, Excel. Created, <laughs> we'll yep, do when in doubt, Excel spreadsheet it. <laughs> um, and we created a phone tree and started assigning things to brokers. A lot of people were without power. They didn't you know, have cell phone coverage. It, it was a scary time for us. We didn't know exactly how or how best to reach out to people. So, yep, Excel spreadsheet, assigned phone tree, started calling, and that's where EXP Extend a Hand started. And from that, we also launched the Adopt an Agent Buddy System, which was basically another mechanism for the phone tree to match people up. In I remember that from that, grade school, yep. field trips. <laughs> Same concept, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. Same concept. It's, it's that outreach, and it's it's kind of that extend a hand from another state, um, making sure that people were in safety and had the basic essentials to you know, get through mm-hmm. life on a daily basis. 
Yeah, the, the human component of business. And I think that's important to know now, you know, the companies that are really showing that they care, they appreciate their agents. Um, luckily for you guys, you're having um, explosive sales and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some unheard of uh, numbers for the winter months, but there are some mm -hmm. markets that aren't that way. And, and I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, banding together is a, a great way to get through it. It, it truly is. And I, it taught me a great lesson. And I was, I was really proud to be part of something, an initiative like that, that hopefully brought some peace of mind and some safety, you know, to some agents that were really in need. Definitely. So um, changing gears just a little bit, since you are an industry vet and um, very versatile in your skill set, um, how do you stay on top of your game and is there anything interesting you're reading, watching, listening to currently? Uh, you know, I think we're kind of all on a little bit of overload from screen time. <laughs> I think you know, I, I probably on average have about five to six Zoom or Google Meet meetings per day. Um, so I am trying to eliminate some screen time for my life right now and just be more present with things. I'm trying to get back to reading as well. I think that has been a bit of a lost art for me. I've been doing everything, you know, via screen. So actually reading an actual book. Just recently ordered uh, two books for myself for Christmas. <laughs> uh, one of my, you know, a couple of my favorite publications right now that I keep on my desk. Um, one of them is Unleash Culture. Um, it's by David Reeves, who's a very great friend and mentor of mine. Uh, fantastic book. Um, really helps you determine where your brand is on the culture maturity scale and helps agents or companies or teams lay out a game plan to design culture. Um, and it's also just a, a stat nerd. So anything produced by Swanepoel, by T3, love it. You know, the trend reports come out. I'm usually digging deep into that. I also love pop culture too. So <laughs> I just, I guess I'm a little bit all over the place. And I'm currently, <laughs> yeah, favorite things to watch on TV, you know, at, at the end of the day, sometimes I just need to unplug and, you know, zone out. So uh, Marcella on Netflix was fantastic. Just finished that. And we're watching The Spanish Princess right now, which I believe is on HBO. Wonderful. So a mix of um, unplug and uh, always, it sounds like you're learning. So you can't go wrong with data. I think um, what I'm really taking away from this call is that everybody can go and take an inventory of their brokerage. Um, how is our culture doing? Do we have it? Do we have values set? Where is our technology? You know, what's the utilization? Just um, what are these tools we're providing and what's the impact? And just thinking of that experience virtually and the experience of um, emotionally or, or um, mm -hmm. throughout the transaction. So um, that's definitely made an impact on me and, and something that I'm gonna take away. Um, if somebody, listening here wants more info or, or would like to join real where can they find you guys oh sure yeah we're kind of under the radar right now we're going through a little bit of corporate rebranding um after our recent uh, launch and then this recent partnership with uh in insight partners right now you can go to realbrokerusa.com uh, you can always book a, a quick 15 minute call with me through that site 
um, always happy to chat and, and share a little bit more about the roadmap of what we're doing and how we're trying to make just a simpler and more elegant experience for agents and consumers both. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being part of our Brokerage Insider podcast, Erin. I had a blast. It's always great talking with you, Katie. <laughs> I hope we can see each other soon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 2021. Yes. Looking forward to it. Thanks yeah. everyone for well, happy tuning holidays. In. Yeah. You as well. Um, I can't wait to see what uh, real evolves to and creates in 2021. So I'm definitely going to be following along with your story. And thanks everybody for tuning in. You've been listening to Brokerage Insider, the podcast where we interview the leaders in real estate and technology. Don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast system. We put out new episodes every week.